The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Welcome to Voices from the Brook on Fresh FM, a fortnightly update from Nelson's unique eco-haven, the Brook Waimarama Sanctuary. Atamarie from the studio here at Fresh FM and welcome to Voices from the Brook. I'm your host, Kirsten Rotsgaard. Nelson was hit hard by the severe and devastating weather event we recently experienced. Staff and many volunteers at the Brookwaimarama Sanctuary were all on high alert, anticipating the worst. But despite receiving more than 700 millimetres of rain at the sanctuary, we survived. The fence is intact and unbreached, and we are fortunate that the gale force winds forecast to accompany the rain did not eventuate. However, Given the tremendous volume of water, in many places we suddenly had waterfalls and water runoff where we've never had it before. Alas, the sanctuary has not come through entirely unscathed. Here's Operations Manager Nick Robson with an update. Up in the hills around the sanctuary we had 700 millimetres of rain over sort of three or four days, um, which is obviously a huge amount for our stormwater systems to cope with. Um, it's, it's as it has around Nelson it's caused slips it's washed out the surface of tracks um, but the, 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 um, the big news is you know we've, we've survived it we're pretty much biosecure the fence is intact um, which is pretty impressive um, but we have like everyone else got a lot of cleaning up to do so um, what sort of damage uh, has happened to the public tracks? Mm, well, the, the, the accessible loop track, the, um, some of the surface has been taken off that by the flooding. Um, we've also had um, slips on some of the public tracks, which we need to rectify. Um, you know, and these things take a bit of time. We haven't actually got onto that work yet because we wanted to let the um, let the sanctuary dry up a bit before we put our volunteers in there and our staff um, because, you know, potentially things can still be moving a week after an event like this. Are you shocked at the level of damage? Um, I, I, my surprise is probably more um, how well the sanctuary coped, actually, um, considering it was such a big event. You know, you've only got to look through town and see what's happened in there. Um, the sanctuary actually... Got, did, did pretty well and that's you know that's probably partly luck but it's also the work that's gone in over the last five years in um, improving stormwater systems and 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 the work um, before and during the storm to uh, to keep things moving keep water moving of course it's great news that the damage was far less than anticipated but there's still a lot of work to be done by staff and volunteers here's chelsea haley from the weeding team summing up the work done before and after the weather event first of all when we knew the rain was coming we went um and prepped the swales around the fence um as well as we could um just the tidying and tried to reduce any slash that could come down um, and then during and after, it's just been managing water flows, um, cleaning up minor slips that we don't need the digger for, and um, cutting trees and stuff that have come down. A lot of lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah, hard work. But do you enjoy it? I do. Yes. Yeah. 
um, it was quite exciting. Um, I do feel very deeply for everyone who's been affected, but um, the the sanctuary held really well, and I think that was due to our efforts as keeping the water flowing and digging trenches and stuff. Yeah, it's a big team effort amongst you, staff, and the volunteers. Yes, yes, it has been. Um, there were so many volunteers that were just willing to come up on the weekend and help out, and it was really good, yeah. Here's our ranger, Murray Neal. It's been pretty busy. Um, I mean, my main task has just been trying to access the entire fence line every day to to log new issues, to count the slips. Um, we've had plenty of um, slips, rock falls, mudslides, um, thankfully no trees. Um, and amazingly, the fence has come through relatively unscathed there's been there's been some damage there are some repairs to do but um, there's no great gaping holes in the fence and the chances for pests to get in have been very well minimised so we're pretty happy with how it's turned out yeah actually uh, Nick says you know we've survived we've come through this and you're you're actually happy the way it's come out uh, yeah having you know experienced this fence line for a few years now and and been sort of um, first on the ground for a lot of the issues if I'd known this amount of rain was coming beforehand I, I would have been terrified I was terrified um, but um, I would have expected it to be a lot worse than it has been so um, even though we're, we're kind of licking our wounds a little bit I'm pretty stoked with how it's handled it and that's because of all the wonderful prep work you guys always do it's because of a, a whole variety of things yeah but everything's sort of come together and and uh, and worked as we'd hoped so it's it's um, it could have been a lot worse because of the recent weather event, we sadly had to close the sanctuary to the public for a couple of weeks. Thankfully, though, now the cleanup and repair work is underway and has happened very fast thanks to the dedication of staff and many volunteers, and we are now inviting our visitors back. Opening hours in September are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. However, currently not all tracks will be open to the public as there is still repair work going on. We finished our last show by promising you an update on the annual Sonsi Conference that was hosted here in Nelson two weeks ago. SONSI stands for Sanctuaries of New Zealand Incorporated. It's an incorporated society with a management committee and its membership is open to individuals, sanctuaries and related organisations. Its purpose is to advocate for the sanctuaries movement in New Zealand. The approximately 100 attendees of this year's conference were invited to enjoy a field day at the Brook by Merrimer Sanctuary. But because of the extreme weather event causing havoc in and around Nelson, that part of the program was sadly cancelled. But what wasn't cancelled was the little social get-together at Nelson's Free House, where a few Brook Sanctuary staff, volunteers and a number of conference attendees tried out the new Pawelli Fanta Porter brewed at the Free House as a fundraiser for the sanctuary. Here's Chief Executive Rue Collin. I think it's great. Um, yeah, the tasting notes are interesting. Uh, it's got a miso in it. And smoky mushrooms. I can actually taste that. I think it's quite delicious. Both men and women seem to enjoy it, which is uh, unusual for a porter. Anyway, this is just another way to have a little bit of fun and earn a little bit more 
by way of donation and yeah, because the first beer. Uh, which was for the uh, Saddleback, no, it was for the Kakariki, yeah. uh, that made us a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah, just um, a bit under $700 by way of donations, and we sort of appreciate that coming from the Freehouse. Of course, we won't sell we won't sell alcohol, but we're quite happy drinking and then being um, you know, somewhat uh, lucky to receive some donations by way of the sales. And this Willie Fanta Porter was essentially to celebrate the conference, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, well, we released it on purpose for this conference, um, but it's really to celebrate the introduction of Puella Fanta that we started doing back in June, and we've got to complete that process by uh, the first week of September. With a small glass of the tasty Puella Fanta Porter in my hand, I had a chat with Matt Maitland about the conference. I'm the chair of Sanctuaries of New Zealand Incorporated, uh, Sonzi, and, and Sonzi uh, hosts the, uh, the conference, and then we partner with the, the local sanctuary in the area we are, which this year is Brookwai Marama. Exactly. And unfortunately, the field day got rained out, but tell me about the rest of the conference. Oh, the rest of the conference has been fantastic. Um, we've got a fairly well-established pattern, so we know that the science program on day one is always very well um, appreciated and very well attended. Um, we're really fortunate with our connections um, through John Innes and others there uh, and their roots in the science community. And uh, the, also the relatively narrow focus of the sanctuary movement means it's quite easy to tailor things directly to them. Yeah. And I understand there was something called a soapbox. Yeah, so the soapbox session started probably 10 years ago, I think, in Inglewood. Uh, where it was just a bit of a filler. We went, we've got some spare time, so we went, who wants to have a yarn? We've got this much time, divided by a number of people who want to have a talk, and effectively get up on your soapbox and say your thing. What we learned from that is that the, this audience wants to hear those stories from their peers, and their short, sharp gems, their um, highlights, lowlights, new innovations, funny anecdotes, uh, and... They're not designed to be standalone talks. They're not designed to be a full history of the sanctuary. They're designed to be provocative, uh, to prompt morning tea or wandering around field trip type discussions. And many, and sometimes we even hope that they might be things which will um, inform future research, which comes from a from an idea or an experience. And at this conference, what was the most provocative uh, soapbox? Oh, I think uh, the use of Judas rats, uh, Judas stoats, to attract uh, other musclids uh, around. Um, Who does that? Uh, that's been happening at Shakespeare Open Sanctuary, yeah. So from a, a program where there was some uh, a stoat incursion, the response to that, alive animals caught. And the main value of it was actually not as the animal itself as a lure, but the fact that it can, in its captive cage, you know, where it, uh, and the fact that it's uh, through enrichment and product play items, you get to lots of bedding, which is well centred with the animal. It poos and wheezes on things, so you've got actual scat you can put out as lures. You can present trap boxes that the animals clambered over, uh, and you put them out. And then we find it has interest for a whole range of pest animals. Yeah. And what sanctuary do you represent? Right, so I look after two and support a third. Um, so my day job is looking after Tawharanui and Shakespeare Open Sanctuaries in Auckland. So they're both uh, each a 500-hectare Pestfence Peninsula on mostly regional parks. So Tawharanui is entirely regional park. 
Shakespeare is a mixture of regional park, a New Zealand Defence Force military training base and a wastewater treatment plant for uh, 50,000 people. And the third place? Uh, third place is Glenfern Regional Park or Glenfern Sanctuary on Aotea, Great Barrier Island. So that was one which was um, created by a private individual, Tony Buzade, uh, after he died and passed on. Uh, the family encouraged the Auckland Council to buy it and run it as a regional park. And we said, yes, but we can't run it, so we handed it to the trust to run. So it's actually one of Auckland's council's only regional parks run by a community group or trust. Um, and, yeah, so they look after it really well. Now, with this conference, have you come away with something that you think you'll be able to implement in the three places you're involved in? Oh, look, the first thing I come away with is um, a real boost. Um, you know, conservation can be hard, um, and this is the stuff that you know, gives you a real kick to, to, to literally go another round. You know, um, it's really nice to connect with my peers, my network out there. Uh, yeah, there's always little bits we can we can pick up from that and take back. And sometimes on the smaller side, there's some work I'm looking to be doing around daylighting of waterways to improve uh, fish outcomes. Uh, there are some monitoring techniques for some animals that I'm uh, interested in. Uh, there is validation that the data we contribute to a national stuff is both useful as useful as for our site. It contributes to a whole, and we can see the whole the whole lot. Yeah. Fabulous. So despite being rained out for certain things, it was well worth coming to Nelson. Oh, yeah, look, we're starting to get a bit of a reputation of taking extreme weather events to places. Ratahi we couldn't get to last year because it was snowed in until eventually the snow cleared and allowed us in. Uh, this year, a significant weather event here. I really hope we're not like last year where we all, all went home and then we got shut into lockdown. Uh, no, it's a fantastic place. Mika has been involved with the Brookway Marimar Sanctuary as a volunteer for a very long time, and she too attended the conference. Here's her impression. Oh, it was a great conference, um, mostly because there's a lot of exchange of people that are more or less in the same boat, so they all have the same aim to make New Zealand a better place. And it's quite enthusiastic to hear people talking about their the pros and the cons, I mean, what, what they met on the way, what went wrong, what went good, um, and to learn from each other and just have that vibe of, yeah, vibe of conservation, which is good. Bruce Harrison from Shakespeare Open Sanctuary in Auckland also enjoyed the conference here in Nelson, where he gave an interesting presentation. My presentation was on using TrapNZ for monitoring cameras. So we've got a camera network of about 70 permanent cameras that we have out on the park. Uh, we used to use a GPS system to find where the cameras were. But we found it wasn't working with more people wanting to move cameras around. And there was only one GPS, so we were losing where the cameras were. So we've moved into Chapman Z now to record where all the cameras are and also to record the data. So whenever we go out and we get a camera, we pull the SD card back. We view the SD card, and whenever we see anything on, on the SD card, like a Kiwi, uh, if it's a banded Kiwi, we, we record banded Kiwi in the in the app. Uh, Non-banded Kiwi, which was mean it was born on the park, we record it in the app. And then we've now been able to get all those amazing heat maps of where banded Kiwis are, which is the original founders, where Kiwis that were born on the park were. We're also doing everything else. So if we see a rat, then we'd be recorded in that. And you can do the heat maps, you can see where everything is. And you can record anything you like, you know, mice... Um, saddlebacks so, so it's a really good app for that, that sort of stuff Yeah and I saw you just had a good chat with Rue the chief executive of the Brookway Marimar Sanctuary were you trying to persuade him to use this uh, app? 
Uh, not persuade, just just say that it, it might be beneficial for them because uh, it's the app's been developed over the last couple of years and it's just getting better and better and more people are using it and the more people that use it, if the whole country was using it, then you can get some amazing data because you could see every rat that was caught in every sanctuary or every dockland if we were all using the same thing. So all of a sudden that, that, that not knowing what's happening in your neighbour becomes I now know what's happening in my neighbour. You know, so it's, that's, the, the more people are using it, I think the better it would be because of the, the global information. The building work and refurbishment at the visitor centre is coming along really well and this week the staff based at the sanctuary are moving into their new office space and volunteers will also have a new rebuilt area to work from. Oh good, yeah, it's good to have a warm, dry and light space. And with enough space for all of you. Exactly, yes, and, um, and for a few books and a few things, but hopefully not too much stuff, we try to keep it decluttered. And you, you're one of our lovely volunteers. What do you think of the upgrade of the building? It's, it's absolutely brilliant, yeah, what they're doing, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about moving in? Uh, excited. It's going to be nice to have a space. And Chris, how do you feel about the new office space? I'm really excited for the office space. It's going to be really good. And Nick? Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to make things a lot, um, a lot easier here, um, having, a bit, having a bit more space in the visitor centre to um, meet the volunteers as they come in and uh, sit and do our office work. So, all good. This is all we have time for today. I'm your host, Kirsten Rodsgaard, and on behalf of the Brook Waimaramar Sanctuary, we thank you for tuning in to Voices from the Brook on Fresh FM. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.